For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Friday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines, and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, I release my first NFL mock draft and break down each team's biggest need ahead of free agency. Plus, I'll provide in-depth analysis for each pick of the first round. Keep it right here for the first edition of the Pro Football Chase Mock Draft. The Fall is another production of the Chase Podcast, covering the latest news and analysis around the National Football League. Turn the volume up. The Chase is on and the Chase is live. Now, let's say to your host, Hi, hello, and welcome back to the 1983 National Football League Draft. And with the first round pick, John Elway, Jim Kelly. Welcome back to the draft. And with the first round pick, Dan Marino, Rudolph's NFL Draft. And with the first round pick, it is Friday, February 8th here on the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Isaac signs with another episode. Looking forward to getting into my first edition 2019 NFL mock draft. Now this is a one round special. I'm not going to go beyond that. Just yet, we are still in early February, so we have some time to break down some of these prospects, talk about their fits with their respective teams that I have them going to, and this is something that I'm going to look to put out every other week, another edition of a mock draft. As we know, things change throughout the period of a week. We get the draft rumors, and of course, the combine is going to be coming up at the end of February and into early March. So you know we're going to have 
plenty of more topics to discuss not only on the NFL draft but as well as free agency as that's going to start March 13th where free agency opens at 4 p.m. New York time. So you better believe I'm going to have a couple of podcasts from now till then about NFL free agency and where some of the top players will land or at least have a chance to land once they officially hit the open market. But on that note, I'm going to go ahead and get to my first mock draft. And the first pick is the Arizona Cardinals. As we know, they hired Cliff Kingsbury. So trying to generate a new offensive culture, replicating that same blueprint that the Rams did with Sean McVay. And we saw a bevy of other NFL teams follow in that same pathway. The Bengals and Zach Taylor bringing them from McVay's staff in LA, you're seeing Matt LaFleur go to Green Bay, a lot of younger head coaches. At number one overall, you know Josh Rosen is there, and there is a couple of reports and buzz a couple of weeks ago about Kingsbury's affinity for Kyler Murray. And, and well, first, we have to find out if Murray is indeed going to pursue an NFL career. We know he declared for the NFL draft, but word on the street is that he's still in the process of making a final decision as he could always remove his name from the draft pool if he wants to play baseball with the Oakland Athletics. Nonetheless, Kingsbury obviously thinks very highly of Murray, but to be honest with you, I would be shocked if they moved on from Josh Rosen and went that route in the 2019 draft. So with that being said, I am giving the Cardinals Nick Bosa, the defensive end, out of Ohio State. In less than three months to the draft, it feels like only a failed medical or a negative report or a trade at the top could unseat Bosa from going number one overall. In this case, I like it for a couple of reasons. It gets Vance Joseph, another dominant edge rusher, to pair with the perennial all-pro Chandler Jones in a division that has plenty of offensive firepower in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Rams, and then, of course, the San Francisco 49ers, who will be getting Jimmy Garoppolo back. So you know, Arizona, you're going to have to get after the passer in order to slow down these prolific offenses. Bosa can do just that. I know he's coming off a core muscle surgery. He left the Ohio State football program back in October, so he didn't play much. But the talent is there. The skill set is there. And I think he could be an impact edge rusher at the next level. Now, number two, the San Francisco 49ers. I have them taking Quinnen Williams, the defensive tackle out of Alabama. Williams, he's a natural three-technique pass rusher from the interior. And I know that's going to seem redundant with DeForest Buckner and Solomon Thomas already on the roster. But the team's 4-3 alignment would work well with Buckner at nose tackle and Thomas as a five-technique, which opens up a slot for the dominant Quinnen Williams. And then let me tell you what. I know this may get on the nerves of, of some 49ers fans. Because you're probably thinking. Why are we going to go with a defensive lineman yet again. After spending a lot of premium top picks 
on the position the last couple of years. But this guy, Williams, outside of Bosa, I think he has a shot of going number one. You turn on the tape of him at Alabama, and he just manhandles every single interior offensive lineman that he gets his hands on. And San Francisco, same case. You're in a division that you need to slow down some top running backs such as David Johnson in Arizona, Todd Gurley, Chris Carson now with the Seahawks. So this pick just makes too much sense. And this is, of course, assuming that San Francisco does hold on to the number two slot. Number three, the New York Jets. We all know they're in dire need of an edge rusher. They explored the trade market this past year, had their eye on Dante Fowler, Shane Ray in the end. They didn't really make any trade acquisitions, but that is one of their biggest needs entering this offseason. And at number three overall, they're going to have a big time opportunity to take Josh Allen out of Kentucky. This is the best option for New York. Allen, he's a six foot five, 260 pound, high level athlete who produced. To the tune of 17 sacks and 21 and a half tackles for a loss in 2018. Not only that, but he dominated SEC competition with his speed, length, and power. This guy is going to be something special. And you plug him in that 4-3 scheme with Greg Williams. And you let him play alongside Leonard Williams who's going to be plugged in there at defensive tackle. you got to be thrilled if you're able to land Allen at number 3 overall. Now on to number 4, the Oakland Raiders. This is a little bit more of a wild card because there could be many different options on the table including a trade back scenario and this is if Oakland is set on Derek Carr which that's the general belief at this point in time so I wouldn't predict the Raiders to draft the quarterback at number four overall however we have seen crazier things happen in the NFL and there was a report put out there saying that the Raiders could draft a quarterback high in the 2019 draft but still hang on to Carr for one more season But I'm going to go ahead and throw out that possibility. And I'm giving them Devin White, the linebacker out of LSU. Now, I know some of you may say, well, that's a little high for a linebacker. But considering Oakland's need of a dominant linebacker that can take over the complexity of this defense that was filled with a lot of veterans this past season. They're looking for a new direction, a young backer that can provide some physicality, some juice, and some energy to play alongside to hear Whitehead. Devin White is the man for the job. Speed is a huge need at the linebacker position considering how this NFL Lee continues to evolve in a pass-first commodity. The Raiders tried the Derek Johnson experiment, trying to bring in a veteran that could maybe bridge the gap down the road for a young linebacker, but the time is now. They need a linebacker right now, and even new GM Mike Mayock listed a linebacker as One of their top priorities in the draft. And White would give the Raiders not just that speed, but the instincts, the toughness, and the playmaking skills. Now for Tampa Bay at number five, new head coach Bruce Arians there. Todd Bowles, 
defensive coordinator. I have them taking Rashawn Gary, DT, out of Michigan. And safe to say that this draft is very defensive heavy. A lot of top prospects that will come off the board, especially playing along the defensive line. But I like this pick specifically if they do part ways with Gerald McCoy, which seems like a pretty realistic option considering his cap number for the 2019 season. And then, of course, you're questioning his fit in Todd Bowles' 3-4 attacking scheme. Now, Rayshon Gary, this guy lined up all over the field for the Wolverines. He's athletic, 6'5", 280 pounds. He's going to fit well with Todd Bowles and what they want to do. And he is versatile enough to bump down a tackle, but could also consider shedding 10 pounds and playing more of a true stand-up edge in a 3-4 defense. And then you just look at the possibilities with his traits and his rare combo of size and quickness off the line of scrimmage. So Gary would be a nice fit for the Buccaneers if they're looking for a younger replacement for Gerald McCoy. The Giants at number six, I have them taking a signal caller, Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. I know a lot of other mock drafts have the same thing. This just seems like the most ideal landing spot for Haskins. Now, pending a trade into the top three, which is very realistic considering how quarterbacks drive this league. But Haskins... One knock on him is he only has 14 career starts. But in this case, if the Giants do hold on to Eli Manning, even if it's for a few games of the regular season, maybe a season, Haskins will be able to sit behind him, learn the game a little bit more, and then once the Giants feel ready and they feel like they've groomed him enough, he can take over an offense that already has Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, that would be a scary look for any defense that has to face the New York Giants in 2019 and beyond. Now to number seven, another quarterback needy team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Drew Locke makes some sense here. I do think they're going to go quarterback with this top selection. I'm giving them Daniel Jones out of Duke. He could be considered a reach here at seven, but that performance at the Senior Bowl may have boosted his draft stock in the eyes of the Jaguars brass. He has all the prototypical size measurements, and he really opened eyes starting with his freshman year there at Duke when he threw for three touchdowns against Notre Dame. But then he struggled up and down. He came back to earth with five interceptions the following week against Georgia. As a junior, he was terrific, albeit in a bad, underwhelming ACC conference for that year. This guy has the traits, and I'm telling you, because he does have that size, he has a little bit of athleticism, he comes from a program that ran an offense similar to what these professional teams like, and that's going to help him more than a lot of people know. And you're Tom Coughlin. He's an old-school, savvy veteran. He's working in that front office. Daniel Jones certainly checks all the boxes for being a high-character player on and off the field. It just makes a lot of sense for me for the Jaguars to go at Daniel Jones and hope that he can lead their franchise forward. Now number eight, the Detroit Lions. 
I think they have a couple of needs here. Edge rusher is one, considering Ziggy Ansah. I think they're done with them after another injury-plagued year. They placed the franchise tag, so they could go edge rusher. But I'm giving them Greedy Williams, a cornerback out of LSU. 6'3", cover man with excellent length. And he has to prove, though, at the scouting combine that he can run as well because he has that longer frame. But if he can do that and put together a good time and wipe away any doubts, I think the Lions can identify another lockdown cornerback to pair with Darius Slay there in the Motor City. Now, Buffalo at 9, I have them taking Andre Dillard offensive tackle out of Washington State. Dillard helped his case tremendously after a great senior bowl where he manhandled defensive ends and one-on-one drills. And not only that, but his pass protection, I believe, is second to none in this year's class of offensive tackles. I know Jonah Williams is thrown out there as one of the top offensive tackles this year, but I think Dillard has something to say about that. And for the Bills, protecting Josh Allen should be their top priority. So that's why Dillard makes the most sense for them at number 9. Now 10, the Denver Broncos. You know they're eyeing another quarterback after whiffing on a couple in recent years, including Paxton Lynch. John Elway apparently loves Drew Locke out of Missouri, so that's who I'm penciling into Denver Lock, the quarterback out of Missouri. He's 6'3 with good athleticism, a strong right arm, excellent ability to make throws off his back foot and on the move. He was at the Senior Bowl, so that's why John Elway was intrigued with Lock as he was fixated on watching him in each of their three practices down in Mobile, Alabama. The Broncos, they swing at yet another quarterback in the first round. And in this case, it's Drew Locke, number 11, Cincinnati. New head coach and Zach Taylor, they need a linebacker. They maybe need a tight end. Maybe Tyler Eifert, maybe that relationship is coming to an end just because he cannot stay healthy. And here's a a sneaky need for the Bengals is a quarterback, but it looks like Andy Dalton's going to hold his spot there at least for the next year or so. So I'm giving them Devin Bush, the linebacker out of Michigan, with Vontez Burfick's future playing career in jeopardy due to those concussions, and then Preston Brown is set to hit free agency. I feel like the linebacker position needs the most emphasis for Cincinnati. So in this case, they get an undersized linebacker, but one that can make plays from sideline to sideline to help bolster this unit that struggled immensely last season. Number 12, the Green Bay Packers. Give me Montez Sweat, edge rusher out of Mississippi State. I can see why some would question Sweat's fit as a 3-4 outside linebacker because you look at his body structure, he's a little bit heavier, and you figure he'd excel more as a down lineman, defensive end. Bottom line is, is that he can get after the quarterback, and the Packers are looking for people that can come in and provide that under Mike Pettin. Clay Matthews, his future is uncertain. They could let him walk and continue that youth movement. Sweat to me, he just stands out on another level. He was another Senior Bowl participant, and there he showed off his speed, his power from the edge. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes in the top 10, so he may not even be there when the backers pick, but if he is, 
he'd be a hard pass if you're Brian Gutenkunst and the Green Bay Packers. Number 13, the Miami Dolphins. Brian Flores was officially hired as their new head coach. I think he finds himself a dominant interior defensive tackle right here with Ed Oliver out of Houston. They haven't need that quarterback, but unless they move up, I feel like it's increasingly likely that they're going to target one in the 2020 NFL draft class with Tua Tagovailoa and Justin Herbert coming out. The Dolphins, they ranked horribly against the run 24th last season. And now with Flores there at the helm, they're going to certainly need to bolster that defense. And I think starting with a player like Oliver in round one will be a big step towards making that happen. 14, the Atlanta Falcons. Claylin Farrell, defensive end out of Clemson. Farrell is unlikely to test in the range of Josh Allen or Nick Bosa from purely an athletic standpoint, but he does come into the draft as one of the most NFL-ready pass rushers of this year's crop. He's long, physical, and has a high motor that runs hot on every single down. When you turn on the tape and you watch him at Clemson, he does not take a playoff, and that's also something that you saw in the national championship game against Alabama. He's also technically savvy and was the best pass rusher on that beefed-up Tiger defensive front four Atlanta. They're in a rebuild mode as they've already cut ties with several veterans, including a defensive end, Brooks Reed, as they released him. You know, they're eyeing some younger talent there. So Farrell is the pick at 14. 15, the Washington Redskins, another wild card. They can take it in any direction here in round one. They need a receiver. They need offensive linemen. They need a quarterback, right? Because Alex Smith, his future in the 2019 season is very much in doubt. There's strong belief that he's not going to be able to play as he works his way back from that gruesome leg injury he suffered. So this is why I'm picking Kyler Murray, the quarterback out of Oklahoma. Now I did preface Murray's NFL career at the very beginning of the mock saying that this is, of course, if he does go through with his NFL career because he still could remove himself from this draft class and play baseball. But if he stays in the pool and the Redskins are picking at 15 and he's on the board, something in me thinks that the Redskins will pull the trigger on Murray and maybe pair him with a veteran to learn a year in that offense and then have him take over. Because in the long run, I think the Redskins, they're going to have to identify their future quarterback at some point. Because Alex Smith, I know they had intentions to keep him on that five-year extension, but he's already 34 years old. So Kyler Murray, the young, dynamic, 5'10", he's around 180 pounds, one-year starter, so there's plenty of red flags. But watching him and seeing how more and more undersized quarterbacks are thriving in the NFL I don't think the Redskins can afford a pass on Murray with Alex Smith's future far from certain. 16, the Carolina Panthers. Brian Burns out of Florida State, the defensive end. This guy really hasn't generated much buzz up to this point, but he will because once he tests very well at the combine, I think more talent evaluators are going to come around on him. 
And then you look at Julius Peppers and his retirement. Carolina, they're parting ways with Thomas Davis. Now, that's a, that's the linebacker position, but you get the point. They're going with a younger squad here in 2019. Ron Rivera is going to take over defensive play calling, and he gets a player in Burns that has elite quickness off the edge, 6'5", 245 pounds, He's going to have to bulk up a little bit to handle some of the heavier NFL offensive tackles, but he does have the tools to win with his speed and flexibility. On to number 17, the Cleveland Browns, and it's a little weird seeing Cleveland picking this late in the NFL draft just because they've had a top three pick, it feels like, for the last three, four, five years. Cleveland, I know that they are intrigued by Greg Robinson and the revitalization of his career. In fact, GM John Dorsey was telling reporters a couple of weeks ago that they wanted to open contract talks with Robinson, who filled in very well at left tackle. However, in this league, I don't think Band-Aid fixes are the best way to go, especially when you're talking about a premium position at left tackle, the blind side Protecting Baker Mayfield and keeping him upright for the foreseeable future should be atop the Browns list here in the draft. So this is why I'm giving them Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. He's been the most consistent in college football for two seasons now. Now I mentioned Andre Dillard, who I have going number nine in my mock draft to the Bills, who I like a little bit more. But Williams, nonetheless, is still a very seasoned prospect that has the capability to evolve into an all-pro offensive tackle one day. So I think he's a good fit for Freddie Kitchens and this young Cleveland Browns offense. 18, the Minnesota Vikings. We all know that offensive line was one of their major downfalls this year. This is why Dalton Risner from Kansas State fills that whole pro football focus rated. The Vikings offensive line 29th in the NFL. So I know people want to blame Kirk Cousins, but the offensive line has to be the top priority in the draft. And a guy like Risner who does have some questions about playing in the Big 12 where it's a pass-heavy league, but his size and his ability to be effective as a run blocker, should give the Minnesota Vikings a versatile offensive lineman to plug and play at the guard position or at offensive tackle as well. 19, the Tennessee Titans. I have them taking Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive lineman out of Mississippi State. Now, things get a little complicated with Simmons because he's not going to be attending the NFL scouting combine, he pleaded no contest to a simple assault charge and was found guilty of malicious mischief in 2016. So he does come with some off-the-field baggage, which is why I think he's going to be here. If not, I think he'd be a top 15 pick. And Simmons, he's going to have his work cut out for him because he's going to have to assure teams that he's learned from his mistakes, especially when he meets with them at the pro day at Mississippi State. As long as the Titans give him the green light and he's on the board at 19, Mike Vrabel, I think he takes a chance on Simmons because for one, we know he loves defense and he can also pair him with Jarrell Casey, the all-pro defensive lineman in that Tennessee defense under Dean Pease. I think he would be a great value for the Titans at 19. Now the Steelers at 20, 
Byron Murphy, the cornerback out of Washington. This guy is one of the highest rated corners in this year's draft class for many different reasons. He has the ball skills. He's feisty. He's smooth. He's got good size at 5'11", so no, he's not like some of the other taller corners at 6'2", 6'3", like say a Greedy Williams. But where Murphy makes his money is his ability to jump routes. This guy's a gamer. He won the MVP in the Pac-12 championship game. And this guy is a dog, Pittsburgh. They need help in the secondary. Byron Murphy can offer just that. 21, the Seattle Seahawks. I have them going edge rusher here. Frank Clark, he's going to become a free agent. I know there's some optimism that they can bring him back, but you know Clark's going to want to cash out. Deion Jordan, the other defensive end, he's set to hit free agency. It's time for the Seahawks, who were a surprise playoff team in 2018, to add another impact edge rusher for Ken Norton Jr. to utilize. And this is why I have them taking Ja'Kai Polite out of Florida. He's a twitchy athlete off the edge. He can come in on certain pass rushing situations and complement their already versatile rotation of linemen there in Seattle. 22, the Baltimore Ravens. I have them taking Nikhil Harry, wide receiver out of Arizona State. For Lamar Jackson, he's going to need some help on the outside. I know they have Michael Crabtree. John Brown's going to become a free agent again. They have Willie Sneed. But a guy like Harry who's physical, he can create some separation at the line of scrimmage. I feel like he makes too much sense for a Baltimore offense that's looking for another spark in the pass game. Harry scrutinized because some people do not believe that he can win off the line of scrimmage because he isn't the most explosive wideout. But where he does make up for that is his physicality and his ability to be a red zone threat as well. 23 of the Houston Texans. I see them going offensive line all the way here. Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle out of Florida. Deshaun Watson was sacked more than any other quarterback in the NFL this past season. The writing's on the wall for a couple of those offensive tackles that they employed this year. Jawan Taylor out of Florida. This guy has some good tape on him playing in the SEC. He's gone up against some of the best edge rushers and held his own. He'd be a good fit in Houston which is why I think the Texans turn in his card here with the 23rd overall pick. Now at 24, it's the second selection of the Oakland Raiders via Chicago. I have them taking a wild card here. Jalen Ferguson, the edge rusher out of Louisiana Tech. And I think Oakland turns to a small school to poach what they believe could be their next dominant edge rusher. Ferguson, who also goes by Sack Daddy can play standing up or with his hand in the dirt. And you look at his production in college, I know it's Louisiana Tech, so it's not an elite program, but 45 sacks. If that does not get your attention, then something is wrong. He shows that he's ready to play now. He showed that at the Senior Bowl. While he didn't have as ecstatic of a week as some scouts had hoped to see from him, I think he's wiped away any doubts about his ability to make that transition to the next level. 25, DeAndre Baker going to the Philadelphia Eagles. You know Philadelphia, they have a lot of uncertainty, especially in the back end as they enter free agency. Ronald Darby is likely departing in free agency. And then you got Rasul Douglas, who's been solid. Sidney Jones, but at this point, it's hard to trust him because he's been injured the last couple of years. 
Enter DeAndre Baker, the All-American out of Georgia, who I think this guy is going to be a phenomenal corner in the NFL. He doesn't wow you with any of his size or traits. He's probably not going to test like some of these other corners, but the guy's a football player, and he knows how to make plays, and I think he's going to be just one of many shutdown corners once he establishes himself at the next level. 26, the Indianapolis Colts. I have them taking DK Metcalf, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Before suffering a neck injury in October, Metcalf was looking like one of the top wide receivers in this 2019 draft class. Now that he's been cleared by doctors, I think he should be back in round one consideration at 6'4", 230 pounds. He can finally give Andrew Luck that big long target he needs on the outside to haul in passes opposite of T.Y. Hilton. Now number 27, Oakland, their third and final selection in the first round. This is via the Dallas Cowboys. I have them taking a wide receiver, Debo Samuel out of South Carolina. A lot of mock drafts have him going in the second round, but watching the type of dynamic electric player during his tenure at South Carolina and at the Senior Bowl, this guy was making corners look silly in one-on-one drills. Keep your eye on Samuel. And plus, John Gruden was there, was able to watch Samuel work in live action. The Raiders, they need a lot of positions and plenty of needs to fill. And I can see them going defense here. But Samuel, at this point, the type of impact playmaker that he can be at the receiver position and in the return game, that's too valuable to pass up for a team like the Raiders who are looking for a new found identity on the offensive side of the ball. 28, the Los Angeles Chargers. I have them taking Christian Wilkins, another standout defensive lineman from Clemson. He started the season with a second-round grade, but I feel like he is deserving to be selected at the tail end of round one, depending on the fit in which team's on the clock. In this case, the Chargers, they're looking for an interior pass rusher that can help solidify their defense with Bosa and Ingram anchoring on the outside. Wilkins, this guy is the perfect candidate for Gus Bradley to work with. His production speaks for itself at Clemson and his character adds up. So this is a nice match for both Wilkins and the Chargers. 29, the Kansas City Chiefs. I have them taking Deontay Thompson, the safety out of Alabama. I understand there are needs all over this Kansas City unit. They fired Bob Sutton after the AFC Championship, brought in Steve Spagnolo, the former Giants DC. So you know they're going to evaluate all levels of the defense. But the safety position needs the biggest upgrade. Eric Berry's there, yes, but he's just so frequently off the field. Now he's dealing with this Achilles deformity. He's going to undergo surgery this offseason. Plugging in another young dynamic safety that can come in and be good in run support as well as develop into a ball hawking safety under the tutelage of Eric Berry sounds like a nice formula for the Kansas City Chiefs, which is why Deontay Thompson would be a nice selection for the Chiefs. Now at 30, moving our way down here, almost finished with round one. I have the Green Bay Packers who have this pick from New Orleans that trade last year where the Saints went up and got Marcus Davenport. 
I have Green Bay addressing the safety position right here with Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. They traded HaHa -Ha Clinton Dix at the trade deadline, and now they're going to look to find another safety, whether it be in free agency in the draft. Although I find it hard to believe that they're going to really be huge spenders in free agency, which I can see a guy like Adderley who has that late first round, second round grade. This is where the Packers can take one of the better under the radar prospects. He's excellent in zone coverage, reads and diagnoses plays very quickly, and he's always around the ball. You saw that at the Senior Bowl as well. Adderley would just be another nice addition to what they're trying to accomplish in Green Bay. The final two picks of the first round, you got the LA Rams at 31. I have them taking Mac Wilson, the linebacker out of Alabama. Wilson plays with speed. He's able to run sideline to sideline. He's strong in the run, which is what the Rams need. And you saw it in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, they lack that thumper at the linebacker position to come up, make plays behind the line of scrimmage. Mac Wilson can do that coming from a program like Alabama. And the last pick of the first round, the New England Patriots at number 32. I have them taking TJ Hawkinson, the tight end out of Iowa. As Rob Gronkowski tries to figure out if he's going to return for another season, I think the Patriots should start making plans to draft his successor, Hawkinson. He's talented as both a blocker and a receiver. He can do it all, really, which is what makes him a vital asset to any team that selects him. Hawkinson isn't at Gronkowski's level, obviously, right? But he has a lot of similar traits and could fit seamlessly into that New England offense. So there you have it. That's my mock draft 1.0 for you. I hope you enjoyed it. I will be back here on Monday for another episode of the Pro Football Chase podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. And until then, take care and God bless. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.